You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Steve, and Troy. And welcome to Trophy Horse. This is episode 378. Nailed it. And I am your host this week, Alex, joined by my friend, I Yield to No One. Woo! Ready oh, wait, tonight. actually, no, I'm sorry. The Nature Boy, Ric Flair, is here with us today. Yeah! Sorry. Have you ever been mistaken for Ric Flair, Yield? Unfortunately, no. No one ever has ever referred to you as styling and profiling? No. Jet flying. Yeah, I can never remember that entire series no, of words. No, neither can I. But I mean, he's he recites it so well, I guess because he's been doing it for the last 40 years. But so. But you know what? Actually, some might consider you the Ric Flair of PlayStation trophies. Okay. What, what do you think about that? I can go with that. I like that. You're not Carolina born, but you can still win some championship trophies. Yes, I can. Still get them platinums, just like any championship wrestler. That's right. So, this week, Tricky is a level 39. His total trophy count is 9,826, and a platinum count of 117. I am level 31, with 6,820 total trophies, with a platinum count of 101 platinums in 100 games. Yield. Well, you know what? Yield, I was going to steal your thunder. Why don't you go ahead and, uh, why don't you go ahead and read your own? Okay. Uh, so, toot your own horn. Read your own trophies. So, I am a level 27. So close to 28. Trophy count of 5711 and a platinum count of 90. Very nice. Thank Steve, you. loved having Steve back on the show last week. So good to hear his voice again. Level 15, total trophy count of 2093 and a platinum count of 11, as well as our main man, Sid, who returns this week for yet another glorious edition of Sophie's Trophies. Sid's level 35. Total trophy count of 8,421 and a platinum count of 150. Killing it. I think that's at least two more than he had last week, maybe three. I believe that's what it was when I updated it. Yeah, like another two. Sid's been busy, folks. He's been quiet lately, but he's been busy, busy. rest assured. Wield, you know, we're busy too, but hopefully we've managed to fit in some video games. What have you been playing? So, I, uh... I fired up Rocket League the other day. I, uh, oh God! I'll bet you did. I did. I uh, I bought uh, over the holiday. I picked up a couple of cars, and I was like, you know, I need to go ahead and put those in my preset, trick them out. So I did that. Ran a couple of them online, kind of get the feel for them. Um, fired up some Rock Band Four. I kind of had some time to. Didn't have enough time to dive into Red Dead, so I'm like, you know what? I was kind of, kind of in the rock band mood, so I fired that up, nailed out some songs. Um, did get some Red Dead Two in this week. Um, was over at a buddy's house over the weekend and played Ticket to Ride, which was an interesting little game that it's kind of like, in a sense, a Jackbox game where the game runs on the system, but you use your phone. Wait, did you say Ticket to Ride? 
Yeah, Ticket to Ride. Is is that also a board game? Because we played some... Ashley's family was in town visiting uh, for the kids' birthdays. Is that also... Is that based on the board game? Because there I, is a board game called Ticket to Ride. I believe it is. My buddy was saying how he they almost bought the board game, but there was way too many pieces, so they decided to buy it digitally. So I'm going to say yes. So I played that, and that was actually kind of fun, you know, trying to basically... Uh, claim railroad lines from one side of the country to the next. So that was cool. And then I fired up, was at my buddy's house, and I fired up some Apex Legends. And Now this is the game that Steven talked about last week that he had this actually is the game that uh, he talked about, grown to, about. to like this quite a bit. I would say he kind of fallen in love over, with it. 10 million people have already played. And I am not one of those 10 million people that love the game. <laughs> okay, well, what, I mean, Stephen Stephen spoke very highly of it. What were some of the things you didn't like about it? So, I I, I only gave it a couple of go rounds, but that was enough for me to be like, nope, I want nothing to do with it. The tutorial really doesn't set you up for playing online. The tutorial just basically goes: this button does this, this button does that, this button does this. You do this to activate a special. And that's it. It doesn't really do you any good about about if you find uh, a weapon mod that it auto-equips it. And if you find another weapon mod, but it's not as good as the one you got equipped, it won't let you just, you know, tap square to equip it. There's a lot of little in and out stuff that would make it somebody who's never played a game like this before would help out. My, my buddy explained it as, it's as if the tutorial is, hey, you've played Fortnite, or you've played these type of Battle Royale or these type of games before, so here, we're just going to kind of give you a quick little run through and off you go. So someone like me who doesn't play any of that, I was kind of like, what am I to do? The other main thing I really didn't like about the game was jumping into a map. And you could really play for 15 minutes and not run into anybody. And But then all of a sudden you run into somebody, you're dead, and you finished top 10. And it's like, well, this is no fun. So I just... So were, all, so were the levels that you played or the areas you played in, were they just too expansive? You know, I never really got a, a, a chance to really feel that out. I was just kind of trying to get a feel of what I was doing. I was, I was running around. Because when you drop into the map, you have no weapons. So you have to run around. You have to find your weapons. So I was running around, and I was getting my weapons. I was getting some ammo. I was getting, you know, some armor, so to speak. And then all of a sudden, people are shooting me. I couldn't really figure out the... The, they do they do shoot you in a shooter. Yeah, I couldn't figure out the radar to see where they were shooting me from. And then when I did see the bullets flying by, I'm like, oh, they must be in this direction. I couldn't see anybody. So do you think if you ran with Steven, kind of like you do with Tricky in the Division, do you think that would help? Kind of make like allow you to learn the game without some of these more frustrating aspects? Possibly. I was playing with my buddy and his and his son. And they pretty much, I mean... 
my buddy's son plays a lot. He plays more on PC than console. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just one of them games that just wasn't for me. I mean, I'd, I'd be willing to give it another try, but I was just kind of like, you know what? No thing. I mean, I, I was getting like fried before you know it. And I'm just like, this isn't fun. That's me in every shooter game if I'm not playing the computer. So, so like, I, I, I posted that on, on my Twitter feed. I was like, you know, first impressions are always the best, and it sucks. So, but, hey. It's a little little harsh there, Yield, but uh, that's your first impression. I mean, that's... That, that's my first impression. But, like I said, 10 million people, over 10 million people love the game. I'm just going to be on the slim minority that goes, you know what? It's just not me. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you at least enjoyed Ticket to Ride a little more, because that is a quite a fun game. I, I didn't win either game that we played, because we played one round of just the actual game, and then we played another round where we got rid of all like the destination cards and then just tried to fill up the tracks with as many um, trains and collect as many points as we could before the end of the game. So I didn't win either one of those, but it's still a very fun game. So it I'm was. I, glad that- I, I, I found it. I thought I was going to win because I completed, I completed all three of my destination cards. So I was feeling really proud of myself. I, 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 I took the, the LA to New York card. Did you actually complete that? Because that one, when I got that one at first, it intimidated the shit out of me. No, I did. Cause see, I took, I took LA to New York and my second card, I took Denver to Pittsburgh and basically just went straight across the map the best I could. And, and, Cleared and I got Denver and Pittsburgh on the way to get New York. Now, granted, for New York, since there was only three of us, I had to go up into Canada and back around because my one buddy kind of clogged up the double lines. Taking the Midwest, huh? Yeah. So, so the- then I so then I got done, and then I took a because I didn't have a lot of cars left, so I took Chicago to New Orleans, and I got it filled, and I still got beat because. My niece beat me because she had, I guess, the longest connected route. And that's how she ended up beating me. But it was still a fun time. I think my the kind of issue with my strategy was that I tried to complete a lot of smaller train lines. So I would go from, like, Chicago to New Orleans or... Um, like Denver to El Paso. So I wouldn't complete big, long trains. I also didn't look at, like, I was looking at each card and train and line of trains as, like, a separate thing. So I didn't, like, see that it's like, oh, this, if I connect these two routes, I can hit, you know, two or three destinations in, you know, in no time. No, I just looked at each one as a separate one that I would, there would be a start and an end and then a new start and an end. So I think that kind of screwed me. But still, definitely a fun game. So if you if you haven't played Ticket to Ride, we definitely both recommend it, it seems. Oh, yeah, I, and I think it would be even more fun. I mean, we were just doing it with the three of us. I think if you had, like, four or five people, it would be even more insane. You know, because you got more of the strategy of which route you want to go with, how aggressive you are or trying to cut through the center of the country and all that. So I started, I actually broke away from the Switch a little bit, and I started God of War this past week. Okay, is it as awesome as everybody says it is? I haven't figured that out yet. I'm not super far into it. 
I don't really know how to feel about it because it doesn't feel like any God of War game I've ever played. It feels like they borrowed heavily from The Last of Us. It feels like this game is The Last of Us with Kratos in Norse mythology. Um, just in the way the game feels, the game, the way it plays, just the, the style of the combat and how methodical it is. You know, I understand that Kratos is older, so he's not going to come out with the Blades of Chaos and just bang, 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 like a, like a flash of lightning. But the game, everything happens noticeably slower. And, you know, for instance, one of the things that I didn't like is that, you know, I fought... Uh, I ended up finishing the first quest, or I guess it might have been the second quest, but after you beat this guy called the Stranger, who is sent to come find you by Odin... So we're already bringing in some pretty big gods here at the start. Which, you know, it does fit with God of War. But I will say that this God of War didn't start out with a bang like the other ones did. Uh, I feel like it was kind of muted. Uh, so the boss fights that I did, I did two of them. I did one against a troll, and then whose name I can't pronounce, but it means Death Merchant. And then I also fought this guy called The Stranger, who just seems like this normal drunk dude that you would tattooed everywhere, and you would see him at a bar... He's, you know, bearded and everything. It looks like he would be able to, like, Kratos would just be able to mash him into the ground. Turns out the dude can actually fight, and he's pretty powerful. I guess that's why he associates with Odin. But the boss fights, the fight against the stranger, it was cool, and it was definitely impactful, but it took way too long. Um, there were some really cool moments in that, and just, like, Kratos, like, punching through rocks to throw, like, a big boulder on this guy, and taking, like, a... A tree trunk, picking it up and slapping him with it, or taking the tree trunk and using a battering ram to slam this guy into a rock. There were cool moments, but overall, it took. It felt like the fight took too long to happen. And the, the ogre or the troll, I should say, the fight with the troll was not only easy. Um, I like how it did into you know, like include Atreus, and you can you know aim and have Atreus shoot arrows while you're running in to take your shots with the Leviathan axe. But overall, the fight was easy, and it took too long. So, I didn't really like the boss fights so far as much as I have in other games. I didn't feel like they set the game up well. I do like... Part of me likes that they have taken a different style with this God of War as opposed to the other ones. But, uh, you know, especially because I guess it fits more the older, more calm Kratos. And there are some heavy emotional moments at the start. Um, I just don't know how to feel about this game quite yet. I want to get more into it. Because, like I said, it doesn't have that impact that the other games have. At the same time, though, I'm trying to keep an open mind because, you know, Sony Santa Monica and Corey Barlog, they seem to be going for a different... A different... Um, they're trying to portray Kratos in a much different way. You know, he's aged. He's, he's much different. He's no longer as aggressive and angry as he once was. He has a son he's looking after and trying to, um, to raise... So they're definitely trying to hit different strings with this God of War. So I'm trying to keep my mind open, but my first impulse is to say I don't really know if I like it too much. And because the other ones like hooked me right away, this one I don't feel that quite as much. I'm looking forward to like the Norse mythology and the inclusion of all of that, and I want to see more of the bosses because I guarantee they they I, I you know Corey Barlog was the game director for the the second one. So he knows all about big, impactful boss fights, but I want to see how this all plays out because I like that they're trying something new, but I don't know if I like the direction they've taken, if that makes any sense. Because, like I said, it feels like they looked at The Last of Us and said, hey, Kratos would fit well in that play style. 
So. Gotcha. But, you know, it is a highly lauded game. The uh, the Dice Awards, the 22nd Annual Dice Awards, God of War and Kratos made out like a bandit. They actually won nine awards at the di- at the 22 Annual Dice Awards, 22nd Annual Dice Awards. In comparison, last year, Breath of the Wild took home four. So, like I said, it, it, people love the game. It's highly, it's well reviewed. It's highly regarded, and it's it just swept up at the Dice Awards. You know, so I mean, you'll not. Are you asking me because you're considering getting it? Have you been kind of on the fence for a while? Well, no, I just... Everybody's saying... Everybody who's played it, or at least, you know, on the show, has said it's amazing, you, you, you should play it. And I just... I've thought about going back and playing the older God of Wars. I'm not... You know, I know you can jump in and play this one, but I'm just like, I don't know. So I was like, when you said you picked it up, I'm like, you know what? You're going to give me an honest opinion, not necessarily... I'm not saying that everybody else hasn't, but you're, you know, you're going to be able to sit there and di- kind of disconnect fanboyism and go, you know what? I really do like... Like you did like you did in, in, in just a little bit ago. I'm not liking it so far, but I'm going to keep an open mind. Yeah, I mean... That, 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 that's what I want, so that way I can really find out is everybody just going crazy because it's got a war, or is it just really that good? Because I almost, I, a, I almost felt like everybody was just going the God of War love. I have a feeling that people are giving it the praise they are because of the story and the characters, and not necessarily the gameplay. I mean, it, it may be both. I mean, you don't get nines and tens. Or you know, however high the the tables went, you don't get those kind of reviews if the entire game itself is not a, a very good game. I just don't know if, based on the gameplay, if if this if the, if I had played a trial of this game and what I played was the trial, I don't know that I would have spent sixty dollars on it. Now, this I'm maybe an hour, an hour and a half in, so there is far more game to go. So that's why I'm saying I, I want to definitely play it till the end before I had a fully formed opinion. I'm just not sure at this point if I like the way it's heading. So, uh, I, I do... I think the other God of War games had really good stories. I think this one could be even better and have more emotional impact. But I just don't know if I like the slower, more methodical style for Kratos. I, I guess the game has to evolve in some way, and maybe that's the concession that I have to make. I just really don't know how to feel about it at this point. But... Like I said, it cleaned up at the Dice Awards. It actually won Game of the Year at the Dice Awards. So it's done very well for itself. Yield, one of the things... Um, we can go through these awards and just kind of talk about, a little, about them a little bit, if you want to. And also, uh, Spider-Man won an award at Dice. You, you know, we talked about last year Spider-Man was nominated for quite a few awards, but didn't really take home anything. Well, here they go. They, they got one. And also, we see Celeste pop up a few more times. Celeste was another game, uh, a smaller game. They got a lot of love last year from the awards scene, so uh, Celeste is back, and it's actually on sale right now as part of the um, Editor's Choice sale on PSN. So I hope it's still going on by the time you hear this, but of course, we always, you know, we generally release a day or so after the sale, switch it over on PSN. So hopefully, if you didn't get it, hopefully there's a little bit of extended time where you can get it. But, you know, let's just go through these awards. Okay. So, Game of the Year, 
was God of War. The uh, the other runners were Into the Breach, Marvel Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Return of Obra Dinn. The outstanding... From here on out, since I've already announced the game of the, the year is Kratos or God of War, it didn't make sense to, to have you guess. But from here on, I'll let you guess and see if you can pick out the winners. Outstanding Achievement in Game Design. The nominees, God of War, Into the Breach, Marvel Spider-Man, Return of Obra Dinn, and Subnautica. Who'd you put your money on? Uh, outstanding Achievement in Game Design. Uh, let's go Marvel Spider-Man. God of War. Ah, I probably should have went with that. They won nine of them. Yeah. Count count on your hand here, sir. That'll okay. help you out. All right. Process of elimination. That's right. Outstanding achievement in game direction. Florence, a wonderful town in Italy. Or I should say a city in Italy. Great pizza. Great gelato. God of War. Marvel Spider-Man. Red Dead Redemption 2. And Return of Obra Dinn. This is, again, the outstanding achievement in game direction. Game direction. Well, let's just go God of War. Yep. Okay. It's the safe bet. It is a safe bet. At least when I get to nine. Just like chocolate ice cream, it's the safe bet. Outstanding achievement in animation. God of War. Gris. Marvel Spider-Man. Moss. And Red Dead Redemption 2. You know, I have to admit, I do remember this one when looking through the show notes. So, uh, looking... When putting the show notes together. So, uh, Marvel Spider-Man. Marvel Spider-Man is indeed the winner. No moss. No moss. And I will say that after looking through these awards, these winners, Red Dead Redemption 2, nominated for a lot, but not winning a lot. I don't know why. There are just other better games or games that people liked better. I guess. I mean, I'm enjoying it. But, no, I mean, know. I'm sure that they're happy with the results because they've made buckets of money off it. I mean, truckloads of money. Buckets of so. money. Yeah, buckets of money probably doesn't quite do it justice. It's like the dump trucks from Die Hard with a vengeance. Outstanding achievement in art direction. Detroit, Become Human. God of War. Gris. Marvel Spider-Man. And Red Dead Redemption 2. Outstanding achievement in an art direction. Well, you know what? Let's go God of War. You are correct. Okay. God of War. Also, the PlayStation games are kind of like dominating here as far as the nominations go. I realize that Red Dead Redemption 2 is a third party, but good lord. Detroit Become Human, God of War, and Marvel Spider-Man. Outstanding achievement in character. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Cassandra, God of War, Atreus, God of War, Kratos, so you have to split your picks here between the two God of Wars if that's the pony you're betting on there, yield. Marvel Spider-Man, Peter Parker, slash, you know, the guy in the suit. And Red Dead Redemption 2, Arthur Morgan. Arthur Morgan. God of War Kratos, sir. Malarkey. One of the nine. Outstanding achievement in original music composition. The nominees are Detroit Become Human. Forgotten Nan, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, and Tetris Effect. Sorry, God of War. You are correct. I was kind of hoping that Tetris Effect would win because 
Didn't really expect Hitrus to be uh, on that list of contenders. Outstanding Achievement in Sound Design. God, a lot of these awards sound the same. <laughs> Battlefield 5. Detroit Become Human. God of War. Marvel Spider-Man. And Moss. Sound? First of all, Yield, if you had to guess one of these that didn't win, which would it be? No Moss! Correct. And the winner? Uh, see, Sound Design? Let's go Spider-Man. God of War, you're giving him too much credit there. Giving him too much credit, alright. Outstanding Achievement in Story. And this is the one of the things I mentioned that, you know, a certain game could actually excel in this time around. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Florence. Firenze. God of War. Marvel Spider-Man. And Return of o- the Obra Dinn. Well, let's just go God of War. You are correct, sir. Okay, we're up to eight. A nice Hawaiian shaved ice for you, sir. Yum. Blue ribbon winner. I yield to no one. Outstanding achievement for an independent game. Well, I can tell you what game isn't going to win this one. No moss. Well, that one too. I was more referring <laughs> to God, God of War. War. The nominees. Celeste. Florence. Into the Breach, Minute, and Return of the Obra Dinn, which is getting a lot of love in these nominations. So, since we talked about it at the beginning of... Since you talked about it at the beginning of this, so I'm going to say Celeste. Absolutely. Celeste. Which seems to be an indie darling. Getting a lot of love from this year, uh, for the award scene last year. Damn it, Yield, I lost my place. Outstanding Technical Achievement. Oh, outstanding technical achievement. Astrobot Rescue Mission. Oh, that just sounds cool. Battlefield 5. God of War. Marvel Spider-Man. And Red Dead Redemption 2. You know, I'm going to go with Spider-Man. Because they had a lot going on in that game. I remember the whole puddle gate. Arthur Morgan has a pistol painted er, pointed right at your face, sir. Because he's not happy with you. Oh, Red Dead got it? Good for them. Red Dead Redemption 2 won Outstanding Technical Achievement. I mean, to put it lightly, it's a big-ass game, so I'm oh, sure is. that they got quite a bit of uh, attention for that. Oh, there's a lot going on in that game. Action Game of the Year. Call of Duty, Black Ops 4, Celeste, Destiny 2, Forsaken, Far Cry 5, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yield. Who won? Oh. Probably Call of Duty. You, sir, would be mistaken. Yes, good. I'm glad. What would your second guess be? Also, I just noticed all of these are in alphabetical order. Uh, let's see. I didn't get, I didn't get Call of Duty. Uh... Let's go Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Incorrect, sir. Incorrect. All right. <gasps> Celeste. Celeste. Well, good for them. They won, too. Adventure Game of the Year. Detroit Become Human. God of War. Marvel Spider-Man. Red Dead Redemption 2. And Return of the Obra Dinn. Obra Dinn. 
Let's go Spider-Man. God of War. Okay, there's nine. Okay, we're done with God of War now. Family Game of the Year. Are you sure we're done with God of the of God of War because Family Game of the Year is coming up? <laughs> Gather the kids around. We're playing God of War. It's a very touching story about a father and son. A coming of age story about a father and son. Well, well, I guess you could say it's a coming of age story because you know Atreus is growing up before our eyes. That is true. Family Game of the Year. Okay. Astrobot Rescue Mission, a favorite title of I Yield to No One. It just sounds so Kirby cool. Star Allies, a darling on the Switch. Lego DC Super Villains, yet another Lego game that's going to make a lot of money. Starlink Battle for Atlas, where you get to buy more figurines to play with on your video game console. And Unravel 2, which I've never heard of before. You know... I remember seeing this going through the show notes. So I'm going to admit I know the answer. I was Cheater! Like, yes, because I was like, I don't understand how this game won. But it's Unravel 2. Indeed. Fighting game of the year. Blas Blue. Cross tag battle. Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Soul Calibur 6. And Super Smash Brothers. Ultimate. Okay, so so the fanboy in me wants to go Dragon Ball Fighter Z because I'm a Dragon Ball guy. But, Both you and Donnie would be wrong. But if you pick that, my final answer is uh, Mario. You mean Super Smash Brothers? Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, I. I you I are correct. It, yes. Of course, it's yeah. it's got King K. Rule and Little Mac and Mega Man, and yeah, of course that's going to be the winner. Yeah, yeah. I like I said, like I said, I, I figured that was gonna be the winner. But my first money, time Greg. Simon Belmont has been in Smash Brothers. Of course, it won. Of course. Yield. This is your category. This is my category. The I yield to no one game of the year, also known as racing game of the year. Okay. There are only three nominees. All right. This will be easy. Forza Horizon Four. All right. F one two thousand eighteen. Okay. And you're going to like this one, Yield. All right, hit me. Wreckfest! All right, I know what I'm going with. Let me start off by saying I have not played any of these three games. But I'm all in with Wreckfest. I'm sorry, sir. I know that you were pulling for that one. I am. But it lost to Forza Horizon 4. You people are so mistaken. Well, let's be honest. Microsoft, and as far as like the software goes right now, they're not doing a whole lot right. But Forza is one thing they've always gotten right. I think that's Turn 10 Studios that does that? I believe so. I think that's them. But yeah, I mean, the Forza but, games but are I mean, always... But I mean, for, Forza, from what I hear, is really good with the uh, real physics of the cars and tweaking and all that stuff. It's for, more simulation style. It's like the Gran Turismo style of game. Yeah. For me... Which, for, but it seems to actually be better. It's overtaken Gran Turismo. It has. And for me, from what I've seen YouTube-wise of Wreckfest, I'm still waiting for the console version to come out. Man, demolition racing is my kind of thing. Beating and banging and cars going everywhere. Yeah, that, that's me. Role-playing game of the year. All right. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay. Because even though Kratos left Greece... The Assassins just pulled up 
in the brand new truck. Dragon Quest Six. Sorry, Dragon Quest Six. Good God, I can't read numbers. Dragon Quest Eleven. Eleven. Echoes of an Elusive Age. Okay. For good Monster Hunter World. Ooh. Nino Kuni Two. Ooh, is another good one. Revenant Kingdom. Okay. Pillars of Eternity Two. Two. Deadfire. Let's Yield. go. Who's your winner? Uh, you know, I was I was leaning heavily towards Dragon Quest, but I'm gonna go Monster Hunter World. You are correct. Strategy slash simulation game of the year. There's the nominees a, there, are. There's a difference. Not here. Okay. Or they're considered the same. Or close enough. Close enough, I guess. Bad Nominees North. Are. Bad North. Bad North? Frostpunk. All one word. Into the Breach. Northguard. And Rimworld. Wow. Never heard of any of these. Let's go Northguard. No, sir. No, sir. Into the Breach. Ah! Should have went with my gut. Sports Game of the Year. FIFA 19, Mario Tennis Aces, or MLB The Show 18. Let's go with Mario Tennis. You are correct. Mario beat the Juggernauts. Portable Game of the Year. Ooh, this should be good. Dandara. Donut County. Donut County? For real. Donut County? For real. Wow. Dragalia Lost. Florence. And Oddmar. Florence. Let's go Florence. Yes. Yes? A wonderful place in Italy to visit and an award-winning game. Immersive Reality Technical Achievement. Astrobot Rescue Mission. Beat Saber. Dr. Gorbot... Excuse me. Dr. Gorbort's Invaders. Tonandi. And Torn. Let's go Beat Saber. That game looked fun. No, sir. No? Tonandi. And don't forget the tilde over the O. Tonandi. It's a kind of like Immersive a Reality Game of the Year. Alright. Astrobot Rescue Mission. It's gotta win at some point, right? It's got to. Beat Saber. Moss. Sprint Vector. Transference. You know, l- l- let's throw some love at Astrobot. Beat Saber was the winner. Oh, for the love of God. No love and no moss. No moss. Moss can't Out- get no love. Outstanding achievement in online gameplay. Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite. Fortnite. Or Fortnite. No, the nominees are Fortnite, Destiny 2, Forsaken, Laser League, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Sea of Thieves. You know, as much as I'd love to see Sea of Thieves knock knock this one out, because I've heard good things from it, the Fortnite juggernaut, juggernaut is still moving along, so Fortnite. You are correct, it is Fortnite. <sighs> But as much of a juggernaut as as it is, at the Dice Awards, the 22 annual, God of War was the real juggernaut. Yes, he was. You know, even though God of War won plenty of awards, I don't think really anyone's going to be giving Activision Blizzard too many awards these days. No, no. So, 
this comes from this news report comes from Game Informer, and apparently, and I I'm going to read this because I want to get all the details correct. Um, according to Game Informer, Activision CEO Bobby Kotick began uh, the was praising Activision on this uh, on the quarter's earnings call. By basically talking about how 2018 was the best year for the company in terms of financial results ever. They uh, apparently set an extremely high target, which they didn't, financial target, which they did not meet. But they still, um, even with a target of $3.9 billion, they uh, still made over $2 million, which is pretty damn good. And as, you know, the article said, in the words of Bobby Kotick, their best financial year ever. So, um, so wh- why is this controversy? Why is this this bad? So they set their expectations high. They didn't hit their targets, and you know even though they reported quite um, a bit of money coming in, they are also laying off hundreds of employees. And from the article, it seems like they're going to be here in the U.S. in non-game de- develop developmental roles. So what they would call they're they're it's being referred to as massive layoffs. So even though Activision Blizzard has said, you know, hey, they, um, you know, the, there are roles that were once need to be filled that no longer need to be filled. They're not necessary anymore, and they're trying to restructure, which is the reason for a lot of the layoffs. It's still kind of hard to swallow, you know, hundreds of people being laid off when you're talking about putting a lot of money back into your game development. So, you know, it's... Activision has always been kind of like, everyone always talks about EA is the the evil entity, but Activision Blizzard has been right there, especially with Bobby Kotick behind the wheel. So, Yield, how do you, how do you feel about all this? Because another, you know, really bad aspect of the report is they, according to this, there's a quiet period where Activision Blizzard is legally required um, to undergo, which they cannot talk about major events like reorganizations until... Quoting, the Securities Exchange Commission, Securities and Exchange Commission declares the statement effective. So basically, they were not able to tell their employees what was going on, even though a lot of these employees expected to be laid off. One of them, in a quote, even said it was like waiting for a gun to go off. So this is not only did these people lose their jobs, but it was also putting through an ex- them through an extremely stressful time. Like, how do you feel about all of this? Does it, Laying off hundreds of employees. This doesn't look good, I'll say that. It's like, no. hey, we made all this money, and we're having these massive layoffs, though. That, that, that's the the biggest bad thing that I take out of out of all of it. I mean, it's bad to lose your job as it is, and, and unfortunately, uh, in, in gaming as of lately, that's kind of the going trend, you know, where we got this game to get done, or big game to get done. We hire a bunch of people. And it might have not have done as well as we thought it was going to. Now we have to lay off a bunch of people. But it's really hard. It's a really hard pill to swallow. I can imagine working for Activision Blizzard, let alone on the outside looking in. It doesn't look really good when your CEO and your yearly conference call is saying, Hey, we had record profit. And then turn around on the other hand and going, Oh, by the way, we're reorganizing the company and we're going to lay off a bunch of people, but we're going to take 20, we're going to increase development 20%. So we're putting that money there. It, it just, 
it just seems bad timing. You know, if you're going to reinvest all this money into game development, and I know that they said that a lot of these people are non-game developmental roles, or those people were in non-game developmental roles, you figure that you can at least find places in the company for some of these people. You don't have to fire hundreds of people when you've just had your greatest... First of all, whoever made that projection of $3.9 billion, shouldn't they be fired? Should we not get, like... I understand that Bobby Kotick, a lot of Activision's had a lot of success under Bobby Kotick, but if he and other people within the company are making these projections and they fall that short, like yeah. why are they not getting some of this blowback? Yeah, they were. What was it saying here? They were at, to the tune of a billion dollars short. Like uh, that's that's like a very that's a terrible projection. That's, a, that's like, a, I understand you made a lot of money, but it's awful. Yeah, I mean. I mean, so so you were a billion dollars short. So you still made two billion dollars. Now I know that you said you were going to make three, but still two billion dollars in a year, I, which is half of Fortnite. Yeah, I just <laughs> therefore Fortnite was four point two billion. That's I mean, nuts. I I just it it just seems crazy. I'm I'm, I'm kind of lost for words for it. It just. I don't know. And before we go on, I do want to give proper credit. Again, I said that you know we were pulling this from Game Informer, but Game Informer's report was also based on a Bloomberg report as well as a letter that was obtained, uh, that Kotaku obtained from the Blizzard president, J. Allen Brack. So this, this entire thing, I mean, I don't think anyone can like Activision any less than they do. I mean, Call of Duty players, they ignore it. They don't care because they get Call of Duty every year. But I cannot remember... Okay. I was about to say that I can't remember the last time I bought an Activision game. It was Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, and it's going to be Crash Bandicoot Nitro Fueled, or Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled when it comes out this year. That being said, for these, for a company to make that much money and to lay off so many people, and to not have a plan to, to work these people, clearly skilled people, into their company still, like that's... I don't know how a company can explain that away with just saying, oh, we're restructuring some non-essential roles. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for all your years of service. Here's the door. And by the way, you helped us make a lot of money! Yeah, I mean, Bobby Kotick has always had like this very like abhorrent smugness to him that I've never liked. So any report that I've ever read, like a quote from him or he's been involved in, I've always kind of been like, Bobby Kotick, go away. Go away. Go away. But yeah, it's it seems really shitty of them to do this. It so does. They can try to explain it away any way they want, but they're the ones that missed their projection badly, and then they're the ones who, despite making all this money, decide to fire all these people. So, I yeah, I, it doesn't look good. No, it doesn't. Spend less money with, on Activision games. Go buy it. something else. Go play Fortnite. Go, Go play, play God of War. Go play God of War. Don't play Fortnite. I'm anti-Fortnite. All right, well, folks. Wait. Before we get out of here. Wait. So, be- All right. so, so before you throw it across the pond. So I got a message from a fan of the show, and I'm probably going to butcher their PSN name. So my apologies in advance. But CJ's hating, and I probably said it wrong, but that's just what I went with sent a message to me on the PlayStation Network and wanted to, wanted me to let Alex know as well that they've been listening to the show and they appreciate what we're putting out. 
So I wanted to throw that to you, Alex, let you know. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. We always love to have listeners write in, call in, however yep. they want to do, contact us. So we definitely appreciate and, it. Thank you, thank you CJ Hayden. And then they also wanted me to give my opinion on Dakar 18 because I've said, you know, on what I've been playing, I've played it. So, because they've been thinking about maybe picking it up. So, it is, from what I've played of it, it's it's an off-road racing game. Uh, kind of like, think of like a Baja race, you know, because it's multiple stages and you're going through. You've got like two vehicles with a cope, with, with, a, uh, with a navigator, and then you've got two vehicles where it's just solo. You've got to navigate yourself. Not that you still can't navigate with the navigator, but your navigator will give you a heads up. Hey, in 600 kilometers, we're going to this heading. So it's it's kind of slow in the sense of the normal racing games that I'm used to because you're not racing anybody other than the clock. You, you don't really see any other vehicles out there that you're racing against to try to get ahead. So you're just trying to get through the course as fast as possible, not damaging your vehicle because you can't hurt it to the point to where you can't finish that segment. Uh, racing segments can go anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour, and I'm not joking about that. I went through a couple of stages where there were darn near 100 checkpoints, and it took like 45 minutes to an hour to get through it. So it's not a game that you're just going to be like, I'm going to buzz through it this weekend. So I was I'm, I was slightly disappointed with the game from what I've played, only because of the fact that it's not traditionally what I'm used to. But the more I've played it, the more I've kind of grown to enjoy it, that it's challenging in the sense of you need to stay on that heading as much as possible and going too fast through the desert, you start hitting bumps and undulations and you can get thrown off course real quick and then you miss your checkpoint and it's not like there's banners in the sand that go, hey look the checkpoint's right here they're all kind of like radio checkpoints and you have to be close enough to it or dead on it for it to acknowledge, yep, you've cleared this checkpoint, now you need to go over head this direction for your next part of your navigation. So, so it's it's different learning that because most checkpoint races, there's a couple of flags or there's an invisible arch that, you know, hey, look, here's the checkpoint that you need to drive through. You don't have that in this game. They're all radio checkpoints that you don't see. You have to stay on your, your uh, oh, I forget, your cap heading, as they call it, the game. So, I'm, I'm enjoying it for the challenge, but it's definitely not a game that you're going to blow through in a weekend. You want to get that value for your money. Oh, yeah. Like, when, when I, I picked it up in December, and I think the game had been out since June. June or August, somewhere in that range. There, in December, there still was not a guide online on... on like, you know, PlayStationTrophies.org or or any of the other sites that go, hey, you know, you need to go, because, you know, this is the fastest way or the best way to get through 
this segment and that segment, and then there's there's a trophy for finding relics because you I guess you can get out of your vehicle and walk around and find these relics. There there are some individual YouTube videos, but if there's not like there's one collective guide to go, okay, you got to go here for that, here for that. So it's not an overly popular game to the point where someone has created a guide for it. And in December, no one had had the Platinum yet. And when I popped it in, I think it was the end of January, and and did a cup, did a segment or two, it was finally a 0.01% Platinum. Or a 0.1 maybe. I don't know if it goes 01. But anyway, someone had finally gotten a Platinum. So... It's not going to be an easy one. It's not going to be an easy one. Better have some perseverance. It, 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 it does seem obtainable looking through the trophies. It's just one of those that you're just going to have to be diligent on it or constantly work on it. It's, that's not something you're just going to be able to pop in. And, and I feel you're not going to be able to pop it in and knock it out in like a week because you have to have 6,000 kilometers in each vehicle. You have to beat it on its... Hardest difficulty, which I think is kind of like a realistic difficulty. So, so it, you know who could do it? Who yield? You know who could get that platinum? Who? Sid could. Sid probably could. Sid could probably knock it out quicker than I could. I think this is the perfect moment to throw it across the pond to our main man, Sid, for the latest episode of Sophie's Trophies. Hey, look, he just got the platinum. Take it away, Sid. Hey guys, how we all doing? Sit again with Sophie's Trophies, episode 62, I think. Um, This one, guys, is going to finish off my Titanfall trophies. Um, I did record one on the Becomes the Master trophy. That will be on episode 375, I think. Um, If that one comes out, hopefully it will and you guys will get to hear it. But for now, um, I've already done the multiplayer, so we're just going to do the single player trophies on Titanfall 2. Okay, first one guys is called BT Prime. This is fully powered BT7274. It is a 74.5% common trophy. All you got to do with this one guys is go around the level and pick up three uh, batteries to put into BT. The next one guys, Hot Mess, Defeated Kane. He is your first boss. That one is a 64.4% common trophy. Quite an easy one guys, not too bad. Close Shave, keep Lieutenant Schaefer and Lieutenant Freeborn alive. That one is a 26.2% rare trophy. I think it's level two or three, can't quite remember. Um, They are in two Titans at the start of the level and you have to help them fight some other Titans. So just make sure they don't die and you will get this trophy. Some shortcut, entered the world foundry. This one is a 62.6% common trophy guys. Part of the level, just enter the foundry and you will get that. Incepted, climb the sideways town. 59.6% common trophy. This is level 4, I think. There is a section where a town is being built out of uh, big machinery parts or what what have you. Um, You get um, locked into a sideways town, as it says, and you have to climb out. Um, I'm not locked in here with you. Defeat the Reapers in Ashes Simulation Dome. This is the same level as you will get Incepted. 
this one is a 57.7% common trophy, guys. Um, you will get taken up to a dome where the town is being used as a training grounds of sorts, and you have to uh, basically stay alive and uh, wait until there is an escape route available. Dust to Dust defeated Ash. This one is a 57.8% common trophy. Another boss one, guys. Defeat the boss. Um, have to say, all the bosses are mercenaries and they are in mechs or titans. It was coming right for us. Killer Cage Prowler in the Wildlife Research Labs. This one is a 5.7% very rare trophy. Now, this one, guys, um, you will get a time travel uh, wristband thingy-majig. And you have to go back and forth in time to do minor puzzle elements in the game. I uh, say very minor puzzle elements. Um, and what you need to do is when you get to a cage where there is a dead prowler thing, uh, go inside that cage, use your time travel to come go to the past when it is alive and kill it. And then use your time travel to go back to your time and go out of the cage. Following the footsteps, viewed Anderson's first holographic log. This one is a 55.5% common trophy. Easy enough one, guys. It's story related. You will find Anderson's first holograph log um, in the same level as it was coming right for us. Secret plans. Completed special operation 217. A 53.6% common trophy, guys. Again, uh, story related, so you will get it just playing through the game. Unlicensed Nuclear Accelerator, found the ARC tool, 52.0% common trophy. Again, this one, guys, story related, but that is a really good Ghostbusters reference. Calling CQ, powered the beacon, 51.5% common trophy. Story related, easy enough. Four bars, received, or sorry, retrieved and working uplink module, 50% rare trophy, that one, guys. Um, you'll notice as the story is getting, uh, or as the trophies are getting further and further into the stories, the uh, trophy commonality is dropping a little bit. Um, see you at the party, defeated Richter. 49.6% rare trophy, and that one, guys. Again, story related, boss in a titan, um, but see you at the party is a total recall reference. Pied Piper, activate a stalker rack. 50% uh, rare trophy stalker racks guys you use the arc tool um, and you activate two robots which are called stalkers and they will help you out precious cargo located the arc a 48.1% rare trophy defanged defeated viper this one is a 46.3% rare trophy the arc secured the arc 46.3% rare trophy Titanfall called in a new BT 46.1% rare trophy. Um, the real pilot's gauntlet completed the rising world run 45.3% rare trophy. That's the last thing you need to do in the game, that one, guys, uh, to finish the game. No salvage defeated Sloan 45.5% rare trophy. That one, guys. Right, now these ones, guys, there are different weapon options for your Titans, and you will find them as you go through the game. Very easy to spot, and all you have to do is walk up to them. Now, when you walk up to them and get them, uh, make sure you uh, equip them, which is easy enough. It is uh, left on the D-pad, no, right on the D-pad. Uh, choose which one you want to use, and just make sure you destroy a Titan 
or an enemy with that weapon equipped. So we have excessive force. Destroy a Titan with your burst core in the campaign. That is a 66.3% common trophy. First one you get, guys. Angel of Death. Destroy a Titan with your flight core in the campaign. 43.4% rare trophy. Fire everything. Destroy a Titan with your salvo core in the campaign. 50.4% common trophy. I have the power. Destroy a Titan with your sword core in the campaign. 25.7% rare trophy. Face Melter. Destroy a Titan with your laser core in the campaign. 33.6% rare that one guys. And Aimbot. Destroy a Titan with your smart core in the campaign. 42.8% rare trophy. Flame on. Destroy a Titan with your flame core in the campaign. 27.8% rare trophy. Uh, Coop de Grace. Destroy a mercenary titan with a melee execution in the campaign. Now this is, you have to do this on a boss guys. Um, so when you've got a boss down to pretty low energy, attack it, melee it and uh, you will get that trophy guys. Hat trick, destroy three enemy titans with one core ability in the campaign. This one is a 16.0% rare trophy. Now this one guys, when it says your core is ready for whatever weapon you have equipped, I would suggest the burst core. Um, find an area, I think level 4 is the best one on it guys, a few minutes in. Um, get three enemy titans to come out, get them all to really low health, activate your burst core and destroy them all at the same time. Um, Annihilation. Kill 25 in infantry in 2 seconds as a titan in the campaign. This one is an ultra rare 2.0% trophy. Now this one guys, do it on the last level, there's a tunnel. Um, again have your burst core ready. Um, and when you walk into this tunnel your titan has to uh, uh, kneel down or bend down whatever to get in there. All the blokes will run up to the end of the tunnel. Um, activate your burst core and boom 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 they're all dead um, you can be my wingman anytime destroy an enemy titan as a pilot in a campaign 14.0% very rare trophy this one guys easy enough to do again you can probably do it on the second level I think I think that's where I did it just jump onto an enemy titan um, you may have to jump on there one or two times um, to destroy it because you take out the battery and then uh, you will drop a grenade into where the battery was so just keep doing that guys I know Kung Fu shoot and kill three enemies in a row while wall running as a pilot uh, this one is a 21.1% rare trophy and you've also got power slide shoot and kill three enemies in a row while sliding as a pilot that one is a 10.3% no, very rare trophy now these two guys do them on the last level because you get a special gun which auto targets and kills everything in one shot as soon as you get that gun, you will get in a corridor. Just basically wall run, bang, 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 and then slide, bang, 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 and you will get those trophies. Really simple to get once you get that weapon, guys. Um, very difficult if you haven't got that weapon. Cowboy up. Rodeo an enemy titan in the campaign. This one is a 12% very rare trophy. You will get this one as you do the um, other one that I said before where you destroy the titan. Apex Predator. Perform a melee takedown while cloaked in the campaign. So activate your cloak. Um, it is a time thing. Sneak up on somebody and uh, kill them. 24.6% rare trophy that one guys. Or 24.8% rare trophy depending on whether or not you can read. 
Um, easy enough to do, guys. You can probably get that in the first level. Uh, Robot Army. Acquire six or more friendly stalkers at the same time in the campaign. A 41.3% rare trophy. So, easy enough. Um, it's basically the same trophy as when you activate the stalkers, but you need six at the same time. Um, so, wait till you're near the end of the level where you can do that, and you will get that pretty easily. Um, certified Pilot. Complete the campaign on normal. 35.9% rare trophy. Renowned Pilot. Complete the campaign on hard. 8.7% very rare trophy. And then we have uh, Legendary Pilot. Complete the campaign on Master. That one, guys, is a 2.4% rare trophy. Uh, Jack of all trades. Collect all of BT's loadouts in the, in the campaign. 42.5% rare trophy. Easy to do, guys. You will see them. You will see every single one of them. Off the beaten path, find 10 collectibles. 29.3% rare trophy. Uh, collector, find 25 collectibles. That is a 4.5% ultra rare trophy. And find all collectibles, a 2.0% rare trophy. Combine those with the multiplayer, guys, and with the becomes the master trophy that I talked about which you will hopefully hear, and you will get Welcome to the 6-4 um, Earned All Trophies in Titanfall 2. 1.1% Ultra Rare Trophy. Guys, I have to say, love this game. It was amazingly good. Um, I've not played Apex Legends yet, but I have heard and read that people who are playing Apex Legends, they are now coming back to Titanfall 2, which is a bloody good job because the game is really, really good. So play Titanfall 2, guys. You won't regret it, I don't believe. Um, but that is all from me. As always, Sidders1978 on the PSN, um, at Sydney on the Twitter, through the Trophy Horse Facebook group, or Sid at proven gamer but that's it from me guys this week titanfall 2 single player add them all together you will get that trophy um i will talk to you next week and keep getting those trophies guys bye all right and we're back and we're gonna do some housekeeping and you know what we do when we do housekeeping we clean this shit up and we get out of here if you want to get in touch with us there are numerous ways that you can do that Yield, who was the, the person who wrote in today? Uh, CJ's hating. All right, and CJ's hating. If we did um, say your name wrong or we, we spoke incorrectly, please let us know because we definitely want to get that right. But if you want to contact us, there are plenty of ways. You can, if you're on Twitch, you can, you can watch us on Twitch. Twitch.tv backslash ProvenGamer. You can contact us on Twitter at Proven Gamer. I'm also at Sonosaurus Rex. Yields at I Yield to No One. Stevens at Batchild27. Sid's at Sidderney. S I D D E R N E Y. And Tricky's at Tricky Mick. We also have an email, trophyhors at provengamer.com. And a phone number that you can call and leave us a message, which we'll either kind of transcribe here on the show or we'll try to splice it in. Yield, what's our phone number? 330-PROVEN-9. For those who can't spell on your phone, that's 330-776-8369. If you enjoy Trophy Horse, 
Of course, review us on any website or application that you found us on. Helps us out a lot. But also listen to some of the other podcasts in the Proven Gamer podcast family network. PG Spoilers, the most recent one on, of course, God of War. Nintendo Dual Screens, starring Steven and Andy Asimax. Still love those Greek names. And the general gaming podcast, Game Stuff. So, all great shows. If you like Trophy Wars, give, please give those a listen. Where can you find those podcasts? Well, on Apple Podcasts, formerly iTunes, Stitcher, various podcast apps, Google Play, TuneIn, and you can find Nintendo Dual Screens and Trophy Wars on iHeartRadio and Spotify. And if you have the chance, like I said, please leave us a review. If you love the show, if you dislike the show, tell us how we can improve or really what you love about the show. we definitely love to hear it. Again, reviews do help out quite a bit. We also have PlayStation 4 communities if you're on the forum. If you want to connect with us that way, you'll have what you tell them how they can uh, join our fun on the PlayStation 4. So, if you're looking for a community to hang out with on the 4, the site has one called Proven Gamer. Trophy Horse has one called T-Dub's Brothel because Shuhei won't let us put whores in, no matter how you try. Asterix. Well, it'll just come across with asterisks. If you space it out, no. If you try numbers for letters, no. So, we called it T-Dub's Brothel. And then I have one for posting your latest Platinum called the Platinum Guild. Yes, and when I obtain my Platinum in God of War, that's exactly where I'm going to be posting it, in the Platinum Guild, because I want to show that off. Tricky's got it, so surely I can. Absolutely. You'll probably get it a lot quicker. Well, I don't know. Tricky will probably get much quicker because I'm taking my time with this one. I'm not exactly... I would like to play it some more, but I'm not exactly itching to play it. So I'll finish it out, but it may not be lightning quick like Captain Falcon. Sponsors. So we are proud to be in a sponsorship with the Humble Bundle. If you don't know what the Humble Bundle is, it's a charity initiative that every month... It hosts sales on PC games. It also has bundles together games and sells them at basically a discount price. There there are tiers to each bundle, so the more you pay, the more games you'll get. But you can also name your price for a number of games. So you can, say, pay 2 $3, maybe 5 for three games. Or if you know you pay 20 you may get nine games. Uh, the important thing that you need to know is that the money that you do spend does support charity. So... You know, pay as much as you can. You can name your price, but as always, pay as, as much as you can or as much as you feel comfortable with because while you are getting a great value and some great games, you're also helping people out. So you do want to give as, as much as you can. Like I said, they do bundle together. There's a new bundle, at least one new bundle every month. They also host sales on just single games. So definitely go check out Humble Bundle. I always, you can go to HumbleBundle.com or you can go to the show description or the show summary for every episode of Trophy Wars. I will have the link to Proven Gamers partnership page on there or the link in there. You know, if you want to, you can actually go to HumbleBundle.com and, you know, input your email and get signed up for the newsletter so you know all the goings on with the Humble Bundle. We are also sponsored by Amazon. You know, Amazon.com, it's such an easy way to shop. But before you go to the actual website itself, we ask you to go to ProvenGamer.com. There is a link to Amazon on our front page. All you got to do is click that. Click it once and you're good for life. Click it. 
It'll take you to Amazon.com and you can do your shopping. It's just one extra step and it definitely helps us out a lot with, you know, with the site and servers and, you know, the podcast and everything. So we do appreciate it if you're willing to take that extra step for us. We are also sponsored by Extra Life or we are a proud participant in Extra Life. This year it's happening on November 2nd. It is a 24-hour gaming marathon run to benefit the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. You can go to extra-life.org to sign up or get more information. You can sign up to join a team. You can play solo or you can you know start your own team. Proven gamers always got a team, so feel you know feel welcome to come join us. From there, you're going to pick a Children's Miracle Network hospital to represent, and you're going to collect donations or sponsorships from your friends, your family, your coworkers, your neighbors, whoever's comfortable donating. What you really need to tell everyone is that the money that they donate to your cause your 24-hour, 25-hour gaming marathon, your full day, will go 100% to the Children's Miracle Network hospital that you've opted to represent. 100% of the donations goes to the hospital that you're representing. The motto for Extra Life is play games and heal kids, and it's a fantastic charity. It's growing every year. November 2nd this year, please get in on it this year, and if you need more information, go to extra-life.org. And we also want to thank our Patreon producer, Felicia Staff, for her continued support of Trophy Horse. So thank you very much, Felicia. Last but not least, Yield, you know what we do here. It's the last bit of the show. We give our shout-outs. Who are you shouting out to this week, Yield? So I'd like to shout-out IGN and Game Informer for their news articles for which we were able to pull from and put together some show notes. I hope you guys and gals enjoyed the discussion this week. Uh, a shout out to Soundhead Entertainment and Komodo Gaming in preparation of Wreckfest. I've actually been watching some YouTube videos and those two guys have been the ones that I've gravitated to because they've been putting up a lot of Wreckfest ones that I've been enjoying. So a shout out to them. A shout out to CJ's Hayton. For the uh, PSN message. Uh, a shout out to Homer Get Stuffed. For his Fallout 4 Platinum. Picked that up last night as of recording. And uh, I was at a buddy's house watching Elimination Chamber. So uh, a shout out to the WWE and all those involved in Elimination Chamber. It was a really good pay-per-view. But on top of that, a shout out to Kofi Kingston. Who absolutely just put on a killer match. And yeah, I heard the, the crowd was, was hot for him. I, You know, I, I, I had heard all the love for him on SmackDown leading up to it. And I thought, okay, well, that's cool. I watched that, you know, like I said, I was there, I was watching that Elimination Chamber match. All the praise that he got from the crowd in that match was well-deserved. I mean, I was like, wow. I didn't know that dude could wrestle like that. It was. He's been he's been doing it for years and years. I mean, I realized they put him into the new day with Xavier Woods and Big E because they mashed them all together because they couldn't figure out what to do with all three of them. You know, that's usually what they do with single competitors that they don't know what to do with. Cesaro has been the victim of that quite a bit. Oh, but gosh. when they don't know what to do with you, they just throw you in a tag team. Yeah, Cesaro is one that could easily only because he can't cut a decent promo. I think other than that, his. Yeah, he can wrestle with anybody. But anyway, yeah, Kofi knocked it out of the park, and it was just like, wow. Like, even me, I, I've i I've liked Daniel Bryan since no one knew of him. I shouldn't say no one, but the masses didn't know about him when he was in Ring of Honor. 
And so I was I was naturally pulling for Daniel Bryan. And as as the match went on and it got down to Kofi and Daniel, I'm like, you know what? Kofi could win this and I'll be perfectly fine. I think that that would have been, I, I know they don't necessarily want to take the title off Daniel Bryan quite yet, but I also think that that would have been a pretty good choice. Like just someone that white hot with the crowd and someone who's been a proven star. I, I like maybe not necessarily the biggest draw going into WrestleMania, but I feel like this would have been, good, been a good time to pull it off if they ever going to. Yeah, I, I agree. But I just wanted to, I wanted to put that out there. That was, it, it's not, all, I mean, you walk away from some pay-per-view and you go, well, that was a good match. I was actually kind of floored. And it's been years since I walked away from a match and was like, wow, that was that good. And that's that's how I felt Kofi's performance was. So he needs a tip of the cap. All right. Well, as always, I want to shout out to the listeners, the fuel to the fire that is Shruff Yours. I know that your time is precious. We, we don't really have enough time to do everything we want. But I do want to thank you all, as Yield does for spending some time with us every week and carving out some time just to listen to us. We, we put out the show. We hope you enjoy it, and we definitely appreciate your continued support. Give a shout-out to Yield for joining me this week. Shout-out to Steven for helping us put on a banging show last week. And, of course, a shout-out to Tricky as well as Troy, neither one who could join us tonight. And give a shout-out to Sid for his triumphant return after a little bit of a respite. Uh, last but not least, I want to give a shout out to my girlfriend, Ashley. Our one year anniversary from our first date was actually yesterday, yesterday as of recording. And I meant to tell you congratulations. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You liked the Facebook post. So I did. That's, that's kind of cool. Congratulations. It is. But the really cool thing that Ashley did, the very thoughtful thing, is that you know we like to play Pokemon Go together, or I like to play Pokemon Go, and she tolerates me. But there's like, you can send gifts to friends within the game, and she actually packed all my presents into this gift box that actually looked exactly like the gift box in Pokemon Go, which is a really awesome thing. Like, when I saw it, I was like, I need to take a picture of that and share, with that did, and share it with everyone, because that's awesome. Did you get a rare Pokemon in that box? Um, I got some awesome t-shirts. Oh, I also okay. got Anaconda, and uh, a dual a dual DVD of Anaconda and Anacondas, because that's been a wrong, long-running joke with her and I. Uh, because before we ever met, she mentioned Anaconda, and I always bring that up as one of the things that made me be like, oh, okay, yes, I really like this person. Because just the, if anyone who can reference Anaconda in jest, like, I'm, it's perfect, perfect match. So it was a very thoughtful way, not only to display the gift, but also, like, the gifts inside were very thoughtful. Uh, we're going out for dinner tomorrow, so going back to actually the restaurant we went to for the, on our first date, so, um... I just want to give a shout out to my my loving girlfriend Ashley for being super thoughtful and getting me stuff that was you know super thoughtful and just presenting it in a way that I really loved. So thank you, baby. That is going to be the end of our show this week. This has been episode 378, and until next week, happy trophy hunting. Peace out, Platinum Island.
The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.